This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to this week's gameplay episode. As you'd expect, I'm joined by foot legend Air Japes. Hello, welcome. Thanks, Ben. Hello to you too. Glad to be back. I've just been busy prepping for the upcoming Christmas quiz. Oh, yeah. Which the tables will be turned this year. You are going to participate and I get to host. So prepare yourself. Japes is out for vengeance. I feel like I'm going to look silly at some point. I'm definitely out for vengeance here. (laughs) And that'll be coming to you around Christmas proper. Um, But looking forward to that. We have actually uh, another contestant on that quiz. It's Brammers, game critic and consultant. How's the criticizing and consulting going? Criticizing and consulting is going very well, Ben. Thank you. And yeah, I'm super excited for my first uh, Footmas quiz. And uh, I will be prepping by playing some fc and also just staring at foot.gg until my eyes bleed <laughs> particularly the uh i would normally be looking at five star skill stuff but with you out of the hot seat i'm wondering if uh, japes will push it in a different direction so instead i'll be looking at bundesliga cards um probably <laughs> uh but yes very exciting you should be trying to get access to my ultimate team to prepare yourself for questions like which cards have I evoed and which evos have they gone in? <laughs> oh, I think that stuff's kind of interesting because it, it's how closely you've been paying attention. And I'm definitely going to have an advantage having, you know, obviously gone back through the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, um, we introduce our next guest who hasn't been on for a little while. I think it was maybe just before the start of FC24 that he was last on. It is, of course, Man of the People, DJ FC player. Hello. Hello. I hadn't thought about the name change. Uh, I'll have to have a look. I have to have a chat with my image guys uh, and see what we do about that. Yeah, yeah. Nice to be on board. Now, all this chat about the quiz is interesting, but having listened to the gameplay pod last week, the thing I really want to know about is uh, Japes's progress with his beer advent calendar. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> How's that going? Yeah, it's it took a little bit of a detour. Had a brief hit with a little bit of COVID at the end of last week, so have had to put that on pause, but. That just means that I get to do some catching up coming mm. up here, which, oh yeah. no. <laughs> I think the only person disappointed might be my wife because she has to deal with me talking about then multiple beers over the course of the <laughs> evening. But we've had a nice, uh, the last one was a nice Dunkelweiss, which I very much enjoyed. I mean, the obvious solution here is for you to just start drinking during the Footmas quiz. Mm, yeah. Beer per round. Yeah, producer Luke probably sweating as we speak, but still, uh, that could be fun. I mean, very much Christmas spirit. Uh, let's get into today's podcast because there's quite a few things. Well, actually, I say there's quite a few things. I think there's going to be a lot of chat on this podcast um, because uh, we have had finally uh, a relatively significant patch as I suspected we might on the last gameplay podcast because we were actually talking about gameplay and then uh, we're saying, oh, maybe there'll be a patch and that might change our thoughts well there has not been a patch and that's quite good i guess you can hear what josh japes and i were thinking before the patch came i think actually what i'm going to do is just read through the notes that they put on uh, their trello because they did a pitch note but they were a little bit more vague about what they'd actually done and when you look at the specific changes i think it kind of makes more sense uh, what's actually happened in the game in terms of gameplay as a result of this patch, which uh, we've been playing, I guess, for about a week now. So the first thing is, next gen, strikers and wide midfielders will tend to be less aggressive when trying to mark central attackers. Uh, The next one, also next gen, significantly reduce the amount of pressure the defensive team can apply to players along the sideline. And then also next gen, significantly lowered the track back speed of AI teammate wingbacks in three and five of the back formations. 
And then the next one is reduce the movement speed of goalkeepers when using the move goalkeeper input. And then additionally, goalkeepers will now hold their final position for a short time before returning to their normal position. Slightly reduced the top speed of players when using controlled sprint. Significantly reduced header shot accuracy when performed by players with the power header and power header plus playstyles. Slightly reduced finesse shot accuracy when performed by players with finesse and finesse plus playstyles. And then address the following issues. In some situations following a kickoff, the defending team did not always track attacker runs appropriately. Uh, sometimes a tackling defender's leg could have gone through the ball, resulting in an incorrect foul call. Sometimes players without the intercept and intercept plus playstyles could have incorrectly triggered slide tackle animations exclusive to those playstyles. Addressed further instances of slide tackles resulting in the ball unintentionally falling back to the attacker. In some cases, a ground precision pass intended for a nearby teammate could have ignored them for a teammate that was in the same direction but further away. In certain situations, goalkeepers did not attempt to save penalty kicks aimed at the middle of the goal. When the ball was traveling at a high speed, players could have had an unintentional amount of ball control uh, when attempting to control the ball with their head. Improved referee logic when determining red card advantage calls. Improved referee logic when determining offside calls following deflections. Goalkeepers did not always use enough power when automatically kicking the ball in order to avoid the six-second violation. Some physical tackle animations did not play correctly. Sometimes a seal-out could have occurred after the ball carrier had already passed the ball. Uh, when receiving a red card, sometimes a scene of the referee giving a yellow card occurred instead. So uh, that does wrap it up. As I said, useful to actually read the specific notes because one of the things uh, that I feel didn't have a huge impact, even though the pitch note suggested it would, is uh, the midfield pressure or, or I guess what they said is decongesting the midfield when actually really the only change I can see here is strikers and wide midfielders will tend to be less aggressive when trying to mark central attackers. So uh, with that kind of run through and, and cleared up, uh, what have people noticed, I guess, just on a top level, what have you spotted that feels different in the game over the past week or so? I definitely have noticed that you know, last point you were talking about, is there more room in the middle? I'm I've noticed that the wide players aren't getting as involved defensively and aren't as pressing as much, which, you know, in the, I was playing a 4 4 1 1. The wide mids were coming in and defending very tight all the time. It was quite a narrow defense, and it was, that's what I, I felt was clogging up the middle of the field for me mm. when I'm trying to clog up the, the, the opposition's middle of the field. The result of that has been that um, I've been played through quite easily all weekend. And that ability to play through the middle has meant I've been caught by through balls on the transition a lot a lot more than I ever was pre-patch. In particular, that sort of quick, big striker. And for some reason, my centre-back's getting control of them or getting they're stepping forward a lot of the time in weird places. But it just felt like I was getting cut through the middle more maybe as a result of the fact that I, it was a lot less congested in there. To be fair, actually, it does make sense that if in the wide positions players are not being so tightly marked uh, essentially wide players are running off your wide players and that means that the players in the middle then have to compensate by you know shifting towards those players or or they're being impacted by those players it would still have an impact on the center of the pitch actually it's probably a good thing to mention there's a lot less traffic as well as a result in the middle of the field there's less people blocking those balls going through and those passes going through as a result yeah exactly that makes sense those why players are not coming into that central area to cover central attackers. So yeah, there's going to be more of an overload potentially in the centre or less bodies defensively. Let's move on to you, uh, Japes. Have you noticed much of a change in terms of pressure uh, on the ball in certain areas or just an, an overall change to that particular aspect? For sure. I think, th so there are a couple changes that I, I guess I had like very much felt playing out the weekend. So I use the forward run tactic and basically rely on my um, my two CMs to just like nicely track back, even when they're kind of bombing forward and supporting the attack. And I very much felt like they were not doing a good job of that. There's also there was also a bigger different or a bigger gap between my DM, who I have staying back and holding and my two CMs when they were getting forward. So it just left this like 
like acres of space mm. in the midfield that felt like it wasn't there before. So I'm going to have to start playing with my DM instructions. Maybe it's just taking off, stay back while attacking and just trusting like a medium high work rate to do the job. I have to play with that this week and see where I net out there. But I think the the thing that maybe irked me the most and the, the point about the, you know, maybe my left wing and right wing not tracking back and it causing like a different type of interaction. Like there's there's definitely probably something at play there. I just don't know what it is yet. But I think that the thing that I struggled with more this weekend than I have in many of the previous weeks was player switching. Mm. I don't think this was part of the change or necessarily, but I could not for the life of me switch properly between my midfielders. And it might be, I have to like adjust now where I'm like flicking the right stick because they're in different spots. But for me, player switching was like absolutely atrocious this weekend. And it only made the changes to the lack of tight unit style defending that my midfielders were doing it. It only made those changes feel more dramatic. Mm. Like all of those together felt like it was a perfect storm of a much larger change, even though I probably am going to just need to change, you know, some of my tactics a little bit to adjust for that. But if it's the connection not being great or like, but when player switching feels like it's bad, I just I could, selecting it like previously, I felt like my player switching I'd, had finally gotten to a point where it was super on point. Player switching is insanely important if you want to manually pressure mm. and not just rely on the AI. And being unable to do that compounded with your my two CMs, especially being in often caught in like no man's land positions made for a very challenging weekend playing against narrow counterattacking players. Yeah, it feels like there has been a trend towards narrow and I don't know whether that's actually that it is super effective now or hugely more effective. But I know there are a lot of people out there who like playing narrow or like the 4-1-2-1-2 narrow and have felt that until now it's not been possible to play it and now they can play it. So I think you're seeing more people go narrow even if it's not necessarily the meta people now see it as something that actually can work uh, whether it did or whether it didn't before i guess it worked before people like it just didn't work the same like elite four one two one two players could still for sure play it yeah exactly you know people are influenced i guess into thinking that things are working a lot better than they were sometimes um but uh Bramas, let's come to you because the big thing that people have been frustrated by or a lot of people not everyone is 71 depth or this kind of auto press mm. Do you think enough's been done to kind of change that or, or to make it feel less uh, difficult to, to play out? Honestly, if you had told me there hadn't been a patch and it, on that particular topic, like I, I might not have noticed in my weekend league run, it still felt like mm. I was experiencing suffocating pressure. But at the same time, I feel like I've kind of gotten used to that now. So I just sort of play around it. But no, it definitely it did not feel like there was a massive change for me in that area. I crammed all of my weekend league games into one day because I had I had other stuff to do this weekend, and um, got pretty much the same sort of results as usual uh, under what felt like quite similar circumstances. Mm. So yeah, still still feel like I, I would love to go into a game and you know be able to get my head up and look around when I've got the ball, but that's not FC twenty four. So yeah, to work out whether the patch is good or bad, this is the exact the the big challenge we've got. Because I can say my experience is the complete opposite to Brammer's uh, this over, oh, the, really? over the course of this weekend of the patch, the exact opposite. So I've enjoyed the press, which is really odd because I quite like playing out of it. I use triangles wide. I like overlapping fullbacks. I like using the wingers a lot. So I've quite liked the wide meta and being having to play wide the whole time. And when they press hard, that's how you create the space. Um, and I found this weekend that they weren't pressing as hard wide, which meant I couldn't create the overlap as, as easily as I could previously. Mm. And I just couldn't get myself in behind as often as I was. And then I had to try and play through the middle. And it turns out I can't. So uh, I went from 40, 14 wins last weekend to nine wins this weekend. Uh, and I was useless all weekend. Absolute crap. It's interesting. Like I've never gotten 14 wins. Um, I've like the best I've ever done is sort of on merit is 12. Like probably someone's probably gifted me one or something, but uh, I got 11 this week. It was a little harder than, than usual. I would say 
but only marginally so uh and i do like to wing bash as well um so i'm and and i'm very i have previously been very reliant on finesse shots and i don't think i particularly changed my approach this weekend uh i did notice as you said getting countered on through the center by fast attackers probably more than usual but um yeah like playing out from the back i still felt very very uh pressured into doing my usual thing of going to to batcher and um uh dembele down the left or uh cancelo and and salad down the right and just trying to like the triangles type thing as you say play you know play the play their goal kick to uh your center back play it into the the dm do a triangle pass sort of thing out to the the full back and try and work your way up that way but yeah i i don't think i changed my approach massively and it probably still felt as hard but it's interesting to hear the the difference uh the different experiences for sure yeah and actually we do need to move on to talking about something that you just mentioned and that is finesse shots we'll we'll do that just after this break It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Welcome back after the break. All right. Let's talk about the big one. I think this is the thing that uh, is probably the second most complained about, I would say, after 71 depth. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, how do people feel the patch has gone? Because it actually, on the face of it, shouldn't be a huge change because they've said slightly reduced finesse shot accuracy and this is specifically for finesse and finesse plus players bram as you say you you take quite a few finesse shots so <laughs> you, you can be our a reporter on finesses this is my specialist subject because uh as a yeah. liverpool, as a liverpool fan i did the player of the month most salah cards mm. um i've used uh Hyungman son quite a lot and griezmann oh. they are all wonderful i for some, for whatever reason, I, I've always loved finesse shots in um, mm. FC and previously in FIFA. I just aesthetically they appeal to me. I think they're really dumb the way they just sort of like glide into the top corner all the time. Um, so I've always favoured them. Mm. So I was very thrilled when I discovered they were extremely potent in FC, and I've been using them excessively ever since. Uh, prior to the patch, <laughs> Mo Salah would be like 360 no-scope finessing from absurd positions. It was frequently in- forcing people to rage queer out of genuine rage rather than just being running up a deficit. I would go 1-0 up in the 29th minute doing something like facing away from the goal at a peculiar angle and, and they would just turn off their console, um, which was brilliant. <laughs> now, obviously not brilliant from a game balance, game design perspective. So I have not and I don't intend to change my um, approach because it's the part of the game I like. So I went into the weekend league and did my usual thing with with, with Mo and, and Antoine up front uh, and I would not say I mean I think that I would say it's le- it's definitely a little less effective uh, there were definitely times when I hit one and I thought that's going to be a goal uh, or that would have been a goal previously and it wasn't and I quickly learned not to attempt the absolutely stupid ones but a lot of a lot of finesse shots uh, with Salah in particular were going in that still felt 
a little bit it, like unrealistic uh in a fun way mm. uh definitely a lot of stuff from from quite a way outside the box or at slightly um silly angles out towards the touchline was working the one i really like is uh if you run past the defenders on the outside cut inside go along the byline and you've got no angle at all you're probably six yards from the byline um, but you still do a finesse, and it just kind of sweeps over the keeper, even though they're blocking the the whole of the goal. Uh, it still works. So, yeah, I definitely feel like it's been nerfed slightly, but the word is slightly. Uh, and if you if you are a person who enjoys that part of the game and has a team built towards it, like don't assume just because they've released this patch that you won't be able to play in the same way and get good results. You just probably won't be able to do the really really stupid ones anymore. At least that's my experience. Yeah, it's funny actually. The first player I played was a player who had all oh, your finesse plus boys in there, mm-hmm. and he scored four finesse shots in that game, but all of them were green timed, and that is basically my uh, belief now that if you want to take ones from kind of stupid distance or or you know outside the box to be consistent against good keepers, I think you have to green time them now. Yes, you can take a shot and it might go in but it'll probably get saved or it's more likely to get saved and actually that just adds that element of doubt as to whether it's worth bothering uh, especially because keepers do sometimes catch them I guess it's not guaranteed corner and that then seemed to be the case throughout the games I played where especially as you get higher up uh, the form rankings people were less willing to take that risk i guess that they could just pass it to your keeper and what will probably happen is those who were pushing on with using finesse plus will continue to do so and they'll find the angles again unfortunately and they'll you know improve their efficiency at it yeah i will yeah it sounds like you're already doing that (laughs) and actually i think for now at least that feels you know to me a fairly good step in the right direction but whether it's going to continue to stay like that where people aren't so willing to take those shots on is kind of interesting and really up in the air i'm not sure whether it will um jace what about you how how are you feeling about finesse shots and kind of where they're at right now definitely the silly ones where i would just like roll my eyes Mm. seem to go away like Mm. casillas was now saving those for me and i was like brilliant like Mm. this is this is this is the way it should be here but also, like I, I would like them to still be effective because if they're not effective, then everybody's just going to pack in the box again, mm. and like that's less fun. So I don't. I also don't mind like being aware that a player has finesse plus and needing to defend them differently. Like whenever I come up against the you know the three horsemen of the apocalypse or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the three finesse men of the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like whenever I come up against somebody that's got a lineup like that, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, not that they're always one dimensional, but like, mm-hmm. it's clear that they're probably a little bit reliant on that, and you can take that away pretty easily mm. in this game. So I like, I don't. It doesn't bother me at all i'm glad the silly ones are gone but if somebody wants to score a skilly one and uh, skilly one a silly one and green time it like good for you man yeah mm. it doesn't bother me that's a good name for that a skilly one i'm with you that's, that, <laughs> you know if you've got the skill gap to hit the green timer then great yeah that's right yeah dj what about you i guess you're the last person to speak on this any particular thoughts and, and actually any thoughts kind of on shooting this this year if you want to expand it out a bit well, I've always been a, a green timer. I know that would be to Brammers's uh, <laughs> distaste. Um, See, I am not. I can't do it. God, and you went 20-0. You've just destroyed all faith I have. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always been a green timer, and I think you should be rewarded for that because I can do it. <laughs> um, uh, but, I, you know, if someone... If that is what um, triggers the playstyle plus for the finesse or for the power or for, or for the Travella, then great. I think that's really good. That adds a bit of skill to it makes it more interesting you know as jape said if you know what you're trying to defend then that's quite interesting and i think anything that stops people just sitting deep is is great for me now i've never got into the finesse shots yet which uh i say yeah i'm based on the review we've just had i will have a go at it a bit more now i think um especially having uh got player of the month griezmann in, used all my fodder and then the patch coming in uh, a few days later that was a great moment um but <laughs> i'll give it a whirl and see how we go um well, just real quick, if you want the silliest 
finesse shots that I've ever scored have been with that uh, Thunderstruck Gerd Muller. Interesting. Yeah, nice. Like, Griezmann's finesse shot is not the same as his finesse shot. And I have used Griezmann extensively. What makes Griezmann great is he's easier to create his own finesse shot with. But when mm. you, like, Gerd Muller is like a skilly finesse shot merchant where you can hit like absolute, like I, I doubt he's super, super, well, he might be kind of expensive actually. I don't know where he's at, but he has the best finesse shot of any player that I've used in this game. Oh wait, the Thunderstruck one's a mil, but the other one's 470. The Thunderstruck one is the one that I'm, I gave like a run, but I, I didn't love his movement for my false nine spot. Mm. So he went away. But if I could, if I could transport that finesse shot or put it on <laughs> anybody else, it is the most ridiculous finesse shot there is. Pretty, it was pretty good intel as a as a finesse since he's as a merchant. I thought you I, should know. I'm gonna go and give this a go now. I might, I've got some coins. I might do this thunderstruck uh, Miller, and see how it plays out. It's interesting, actually, just in terms of shooting. The other change was that power header adjustment, which made. I guess those power headers and power header pluses less accurate. It wasn't really something that I noticed, but I mean, Japes, you are a crosser, so maybe you have some insight for us. I am a crosser. I'm a filthy, <laughs> filthy crosser. Is that still a thing this year? Like, do people not like crossers? Uh, I think everyone's doing it, so it's fine, right? <laughs> so I use Figo on the right, who has whipped, and then I use Tell, Evo card on the left, who has power header, not the plus version. But previously, even though Tell had kind of atrocious heading accuracy, and when I say kind of atrocious, I think his Evo has like 50 something. Like it's it's not, it is not good. 55 heading accuracy it's, is what it's at. But he's got 90 jumping. So you would create, like he he was he's difficult to deal with uh, matched, up, matched up against a fullback. And previously, I scored a lot of those. Mm. This weekend, I did not. Not mm. nearly as many. And it felt like more of them just went straight to the keeper. And I was a little bit annoyed about it because I felt like I didn't feel like it was necessarily broken, but maybe I was using a little bit of a crutch that I didn't know that I had there in that mechanic. I just felt like manually speaking, I'm a pretty good header of the ball. <laughs> and it turns out that that trait maybe is better than we all thought it was. And EA noticed it and nobody really had. Yeah. I mean, in a way, props to EA for finding this was an issue without people you know, particularly mentioning it too much because I guess some people were probably out there abusing it. Um, well, actually, it turns out, JPC probably were. You just didn't realize. That's exactly right. Yeah, typical of a dirty crosser. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually, one of the final things I was going to be asked onto is uh, this point about uh, lowering the trackback speed of AI wingbacks in three and five back formations. Obviously playing this 3-1-4-2 that I've been playing, I expected to notice this, but actually I didn't particularly. I, I feel like the players were still tracking back at a pretty rapid speed from quite high positions. And I guess it should be said the player I've been using there is is backer and she has quick step uh, and she has high high work rates which is obviously you know going to be helpful um, for her tracking back so it may be different with other players but I certainly didn't notice this being a problem with the formation at all um, and they mentioned something about that being more helpful for the attack but actually if you look at the actual notes rather than their pitch note there isn't really anything about that um, I think maybe they felt like they were getting forward a bit quicker but I I honestly wouldn't say that that was particularly noticeable either. So uh, unless anyone has other opinions, I don't think that is weirdly a huge change, even though they've said significantly. It's possible, of course, that it affects left wing backs and right wing backs more than left mids and right mids because I'm not using uh, a five at the back. So uh, that might be different. We can move on to then this final point, which people have had complaints about goalkeeper movement in the past, but it's not something that I think... Uh, has been especially complained about this cycle, but they have made changes. They've basically just reduced uh, the movement speed of goalkeepers and actually uh, made it so that they remain in their position for a little bit that you've moved them to, um, which actually might be an advantage because if they suddenly start retreating, that's not necessarily very useful. I'd be interested to know, actually, do either of you, Brammers or DJ, actually use goalkeeper movement much and, and what do you use it for? I use it for... For the last minute, um, Hail Mary, one on one v ones, and just gamble which side they might go for. Which um, 
It must be hugely frustrating for the people who break through on me, get a one-on-one with my keeper, and I randomly gamble the right side. But that's probably the only time I really use it. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I, there's lots of times when I think I should have used it and, and haven't remembered to do it at the right time, especially for finesses. Yeah, yeah, finesses are a big one that it helps with a lot. Uh, Bramus, what about you? Yeah, as the person who does the finesse, I am wary uh, whenever I see someone I know is is finesse capable move into a finessey sort of position. So I do reach for it then. I can't honestly say whether it's made any difference, um, but uh, it, it's something that I sort of do um, sort of instinctively. Uh, I also use it on corners quite a bit. I'll often push the goalkeeper out to hopefully bait them into trying to do the shot at goal and then just move them back. Or I'll move them out and try to block whatever silly Van Dyke nonsense they're trying to do. Uh, and I use it when they're kind of coming into the box um, and I think they're going to go across the goal. I'll move them a little bit. I don't think I've noticed anything specific different since the patch in terms of uh, like my gameplay. Uh, but I have not noticed as much goalkeeper nonsense which i wonder if that is mm. slightly uh they're slightly um uh representative of that like they still do dumb stuff but um i have it didn't i don't think there were too many games this weekend where i was like great what's the point of goalkeepers in this game what do they actually do which is my usual refrain um so maybe that's a, a sign of something positive there yeah i feel like Actually, in terms of my opponents doing nonsense with their goalkeeper, like uh, really, I feel like every weekend I face one or two opponents who move their goalkeeper a lot. And obviously, it's not very scientific, but I didn't really see anyone, you know, doing the old dudek wobbly legs uh, situation as much as perhaps I would normally see. So maybe that reduction in movement speed has meant people are not going to do that but my, my experience of seeing other people using goalkeeper movement is typically i'm bearing down on goal i'm incredibly indecisive don't know what to do they move their goalkeeper out of the way which makes it easy and i just shoot into the near post <laughs> yeah it can be actually a benefit when your opponent isn't very good at it or use it when they shouldn't really use it but i think a lot of people get frustrated or did get frustrated just because it was easy to move your keeper around a lot and it felt a bit unrealistic and could be difficult to play against but I would say I think it's an important thing to have in the game because otherwise the alternative is basically that people just learn these specific weaknesses of the goalkeeper and they'll abuse those and yeah you could say we see that with finesse but actually if you move your keeper uh, then they will save the finesse and it's nice that we don't have those just robotic angles that people always shoot from and shot types like low drivens for example so i think it's a good thing i don't know if they've ever really got the balance quite right but it's important and i think japes you think that too right generally speaking anything that allows for more manual intervention i would argue is increasing the skill gap yeah i I think i agree with you i think i don't have a problem with the goalkeeper movement it annoys me when i don't spot it and i should have Mm. But I think maybe slowing them down a bit and uh, and the change they've made, it just makes it look a bit more realistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Right, patch-wise, is there anything else that people would like to bring up um, before we move on to a bit more discussion? Um, I wanted to ask, in the, the, the one that's in some situations following a kickoff, the defending team did not always track attacker runs appropriately. Is that the kickoff glitch getting dealt with? Because I can't remember if I experienced much of it this weekend but I hate it and I'm annoyed that it's been a thing so far. So I'm curious whether that is related. I think it is. And it's a funny one because I didn't see it across the weekend, which I would see it a bit at least, but I did see people saying it still works to some extent. So maybe it's not completely gone, but yeah, certainly made more difficult. I think. Yeah, I didn't see it. Also, there was one that you skipped over, which was a CPU one, which was uh, CPU AI goalkeepers could have underpowered their drop kicks at times. I'm really upset that they bothered to patch this because in squad battles, it's hilarious when you're like, uh, when you're opposing goalkeeper <laughs> just does a little light tap up into the air that your attacker can run onto. When you're doing, you're trying to grind that last world-class squad battle or whatever, and you're out, you, and that bug kicks in and you're like, oh, thank goodness, I'm actually going to be able to score five goals in this game. My conspiracy theory around squad battles is that when you are going after a clean sheet evolution objective, it tries harder. 
That's my. That's what I've noticed. Mm. I'll be playing like on professional, and all of a sudden, or are you playing differently because you're you're more scared of it? I'm not scared of squad battles, Japes. <laughs> I, I would beg to differ based on that comment. I, I'm scared of world class. Like I, I, I don't go near that. Yeah, I'm scared of world class too. I get scored on in world class all the time, all the time. I'm never risking that for as long as a clean sheet is on the on the line. <laughs> yeah, that's um, I, I will drop down if I'm doing it for an objective. I have no shame. I'm not playing for Elite One. I'm playing for the objective, and I'm not risking world class. As people will know, I'm no believer in scripting, but uh, I absolutely think there's a script there, which is like, right, Ben is trying for a particular objective. Yes. We will make sure he does not achieve that objective in this match. Yes, I think I, excellent. That is the only scripting I believe in. <laughs> there you go. Your, your, your tinfoil hat is in the post. Absolutely. Nice. Just in time for Christmas. And uh, on that, actually, we'll take a break and we're going to come back to discuss gameplay overall in 24. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the final part of this gameplay episode. We're going to be talking about our thoughts on FC24 gameplay, but it's mainly going to be Brammers and DJ. We started talking about this on last week's gameplay episode with Josh, uh, Japes and I, and we will probably talk about it in the not too distant future again with Josh. Uh, so for now, let's focus on our men of the people, Brammers and DJ, and hear what they have to say about FC24 gameplay. Uh, we'll come to you first, Brammers. What are your thoughts? It has enraged me quite a lot uh, at times <laughs> this year, uh, and I can definitely pin it down to, to a few things. It's really all about the parts of the game that are random or uh, the result of sort of RNG bits and bobs. It's the stuff like when the ball bounces back to the attacker after a successful tackle or when your goalkeeper dives out of the way of the ball. Those kinds of things infuriate me because uh, when you're dealing with fine margins in modes like foot jumps where you aren't quite good enough to you know let games slip past, uh, you know it, it it seems very unfair and uh, and very frustrating um, to an outsized degree. Now I recognise that these things can sort of balance out over the course of twenty matches or whatever, but that is never how it feels in the moment. Uh, and it's you know it's been a consistent frustration in past games as well but it definitely has been a serious one in this uh, in the early days of fc overall if you'd asked me this question a few weeks ago i probably would have said i hate this stupid game and i don't want to play it anymore which um and i'm just going to do sbcs um but i think over the last sort of two or three i've kind of found my peace sort of made my peace with it um i've played around the things i like like finesse shots and uh bon matty's um r1 dribbling and stuff like that and i've just been enjoying the skill move side of it and things like things of that nature i still find some aspects of it pretty frustrating uh i think the patch has slightly reduced some of that randomness i don't know whether that's just a placebo effect or if it's um if it's really the case but i didn't feel as frustrated by those things this weekend and yeah if there was if i was asking them to patch one or two things i would say definitely like it would be quite nice to to ease up the the 71 depth pressure stuff, um, anything they can ever do about bounce backs would be appreciated. And I I still feel like defending in this game is is probably harder than I can remember it being in past ones. Um, and I wouldn't mind more help there. But overall, I'm, more, I'm happier with it than I was like a month ago. And I definitely like some things they've done. I think that Stuff like playstyles, uh, um, whilst they have their kind of their outlier aspects, are a really interesting change to the game and something that makes a difficult part of the sort of intricate programming under the hood of a game like FC more exposed and clear to people in, a, in an interesting and accessible way. So I applaud that uh, and, and like hope that they can continue um, iterating on it well. Um, oh, the main thing I'd like them to patch is the menus and the companion app, actually. They're, they're both still shocking. Mm. 
Yeah, but, that's really true, actually, but yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah, I'm in a happier place with FC than I have been in the past. Um, but having just jinxed it with all of that, I fully expect to go 180 <laughs> on this by by Christmas and be getting dressing down in DMs again. So, yeah. Yeah, what I was actually going to ask, because we didn't mention it earlier, I realise, is there was a slight reduction to the top speed of players using controlled sprint, and you just mentioned that with Bon Mati. Have you actually noticed much of a difference with that change to controlled sprint? I don't think I've noticed it, really. I mean, the two players that I definitely do it with a lot are Bon Mati and um, the Trailblazer, Jao Cancelo. Mm. Just I end up, through whatever reason, doing it with them a lot. Um, and I, they were as effective at the things I'm used to them being effective at this weekend namely uh sort of stepping into gaps that probably shouldn't exist and emerging with the ball mm. and uh like i i find it really effective to go around the outside of uh of attackers on on the wing with Jao cancelo and to squeeze into strange spaces in midfield with bomati so i'm still doing those things uh so i, I don't think i would say i've noticed a huge difference yeah, i think it is a slight change isn't it james have you noticed much of a difference yeah i think it's been hugely toned down um Kim Little has technical plus. The Figo has technical plus, and both of them feel insanely, like or massively, like both of them feel very different and very much slower now with the ball. It used to be that I could I could make sure that I got in front of a player or I was like rounding a player, and I would hit the technical plus to start like reshaping where like the direction of where the player would go mm. better. And I like I could I could get around in front of the player. Like I, I'd gone by them and I, I could not do that the same way. Kim Little would get caught so quickly. And before that, I would say she's like very nippy, very Bon Mati-like in that sense. I found myself using technical less and less as the weekend went on because it just didn't have the same effect as it used to or previously did for me. It didn't feel as strong, even with players that were technical plus. Now the player, the tall, like I have uh, that ev- evoed Adam Hloshek, who is controlled mm. lengthy and has regular technical. And it still felt like strong enough with him that I would use it. But when the players start to get smaller, it feels like less good. Yeah, it sounds like an existing disparity almost has been exacerbated because I feel like some of the bigger players feel really good doing technical dribble, probably because they don't feel so good when you don't do it because they're clunkier, right? Probably partly that. But anyway, uh, tangent done. Let's move on to you, DJ. Uh, How are you feeling about gameplay in FC24? A lot of what Brahma said rings true for me as well. Um, I think the inconsistency is infuriating um because i think underlying there's quite a good game in there love the play style pluses and the play styles i think they're really clever makes it really interesting it adds another thing to look at the evos have gone really well as well and i enjoyed that so conceptually some brilliant stuff being added but the buggy inconsistencies drive me absolutely crazy yeah just to be clear do you think it's worse in 24 yes i do absolutely i do um i think they've they've put more they've loaded more concepts on top of a buggy base game mm. um they've not fixed they've not fixed the base and therefore all the things that are wrong with the base are worse mm. that, that's the the player switching is disastrous um the tackling uh, not completing tackles how have we gone backwards on that again after the mess it was in when we started last year um all these little bits and pieces that that, that you they improved slowly during the course of the last cycle seem to have regressed again because they've dropped a load of other um, mechanics on top of it and they don't know how they react to it mm. so it's that and I just wish they could just I don't feel like I'm consistently coming out of a game going I deserve to win that or I deserve to lose that mm. and I think that goes my, my my weekend league performance of 14 wins to 9 wins and I'll be honest it felt about the same mm. and I suppose the, the final layer on that is that the game modes make matchmaking so tight that you're playing people of the same skill level all the time that the randomness gets exacerbated because it's what decides the result all the time. Mm. Because I'm an average player, therefore playing in the middle against average players all the time, I get very few where I'm the dominant player and I get very few where I get absolutely taken apart. So I just seem to get caught in this middle ground where RNG decides whether I have a, a, a good run of results or a bad run of results. Mm. And then the final bit, I just layer onto that as well. And the one thing that I, I just I think is a disgrace they haven't fixed is still 
these people that choose to quit a, a draw without any form of punishment other than what they would have got anyway. Uh, I'm just sick of it. I'm really sick of it. It's a toxic part of the community. The EA have a moral responsibility to take some action about, and they've done nothing. Yeah, it'd be such a huge community win for them as well and reduce a lot of toxicity, I think. Now, let's just quickly move on to the final topic, which is 23 versus 24. And I think looking at it from both a sort of gameplay balance perspective, but also enjoyment of the gameplay perspective too. Because I'd say the game, for me, feels more fun, but less balanced. Yeah, I, th- I think the balance, I'm not as upset about certain things. I think a little bit of a nerf to the f- to the dribble um, and the uh, and the finesse shot sort of makes sense. Um, uh, and I think that will add a little bit to it and see how it plays out. Uh, I do think it's more fun. I think there's more goals. I think part of that is defending is a bit harder, mm. but it does mean it flips the other way. You might be a bit frustrated. You couldn't have stopped something you wanted to, but it does mean you score more goals the other side. Mm. And I do feel like it's definitely higher scoring this year. I think if you're a purist, it's a bit arcadey as a result, um, uh, and that's what's caused it. But I am—I think I'm enjoying more games than I did last year. Yeah, that makes sense. And Brammers, what are your thoughts on that as well? Yeah, I think that's probably a good take. Maybe maybe the highs are higher, but the lows can be lower. Mm. I enjoy playing FC, uh, and I think uh, as a as a sort of pick up and play, relaxing football sort of game simulator maybe is a strong word um then it's better um than the past uh, titles um but or at least certainly than last year but yeah at that competitive end when things in the fine margins kick in it, it can still have some issues mm. but overall like i said earlier i'm cautiously enjoying it at the moment so i don't want to i don't want to speak too ill of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and i again i fully expect that to change in time but we'll see <laughs> Yeah, I, I think also, James, just to end it here, I don't know whether you'd agree with this, but I always feel like, and I wish there were more patches that had a somewhat significant impact, but people change their playstyle when a patch comes just because they feel like they can't just do what they've always done, right? So you, I think there's a bit of freshness introduced maybe from a patch. I think people are more willing to try things. I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say this patch, I don't know if this patch felt so significant. I mean, I say that and then I'm talking about like, my own need to adjust tactics to be able to play, you know, to get the game to do what I want it to do. So it's definitely had an impact in that sense. I w- For me, this is like the best level of patch that EA has ever done as a, far as a patch one goes. Mm. Like we, we've spent like the vast majority of this podcast debating the effect of these things. That means it hasn't had such an like obvious like insanely significant impact to the point that we're like, yeah, it feels like a different game now, mm. right? We're we're debating like the extent to which the changes have worked as intended, which I think is just fundamentally better than like such screaming changes to the point that the game feels like a brand new game, which has definitely been the case previously. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point about it. I think I just hope that they, you know, build on this and uh, you know tweak things a little bit further and a bit. What tweak are you looking for, Ben? I don't know. The main thing is that I still feel like dribbling and direct running is very strong. Like people do not want to pass the ball. Still, all they have to do is give more players jockey. That being said, actually, that has always been an issue because of this discrepancy between defenders and attackers, right? And it's just always been frustrating because realistically, yeah, Van Dijk, obviously, he is extremely good. He's actually not super quick and you can burn him for pace if you have a player, as many do, with quick step and max pace. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have defenders who are anywhere near as quick. So I guess that might be fixed by the power curve rather than a patch. Um, anyway, we should wrap it up there because we can continue, I'm sure, talking about this for a while. But um, we'll come back with more gameplay tips, I'm sure, next week because this has been a very uh, kind of overall broader discussion podcast. But it's been good. If you have any thoughts on what you've heard on this podcast, if you have any future questions about gameplay you'd like to get in, then do get them in. And uh, yeah, we'll say our goodbyes. Um, thank you very much uh, to DJ. It's been good to have you back on the pod. Thank you. Thanks for having me back on. Had a thoroughly interesting time as ever. Cheers. Yeah, that's great. And to Brammers as well, thank you very much for coming on.
Yeah, thank you for having me, and um, thank you for uh, joining my squad battles, truth uh, group, regarding um, <laughs> objectives. Um, yeah. I'll get your t-shirt size, and we'll uh, we'll get you get you your kit in the post. Yeah, is it some kind of induction ceremony or something? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and to James as well, as always, uh, very good to have you on these gameplay podcasts. And yeah, look forward to to the next beer review on on the next podcast. I guess next week. Cheers, Ben. I'm sure I'll have one to share and you know a future good luck to you in your first ever participation in the upcoming christmas quiz mm, i feel like you said that quite <laughs> menacingly <laughs> mm, <laughs> i mean i am pro grinch the grinch was horribly misunderstood <laughs> and i will die on that hill yeah even less sure of what's to come than i was previously um but thank you very much of course um to all your listeners tuning in a reminder that you can catch this podcast you can subscribe to it via all the various podcast platforms apple Podcasts, spotify etc and if you're catching this podcast on youtube then do like leave a comment uh, subscribe definitely helps out and i do read all the comments and if you're a supporter thank you very much for supporting and keeping the podcast going it is hugely appreciated and a big thank you too to those icon patrons dave b hugh j darren w alistair m don p rob p jeff b damon h tom b adam g neil p Alex M, Jake S, Dan W, Roger D, Lee A, Andrew C, Nishant, Waterman, Dylan H, Adam R, Rob L, Brendan W, Michael K, David G, Jimmy K, Michael B, Aditya S, and Joshua K. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add, though. FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.